بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation of Riyadh al-Salihin and we are in chapter 3 and this is the first hadith in chapter 3 and it takes the order number hadith 25 أو تملأ ما بين السماوات والأرض والصلاة نور والصدقة برهان والصبر ضياء والقرآن حجة لك أو عليك كل الناس يغدو فبايع نفسه فمعتقها أو موبقها بحديث بابي مالك الحارث بن عاصم الأشعري رضي الله تعالى عنه هي سدت بمسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم سد the wudu is half of salah, the utterance of alhamdulillah fills the scales of good actions, fills the scale or fills the scale. Subhanallahi walhamdulillahi tamla'an aw tamla'u ma bayna samawati wal ard, and the utterance of subhanallah Walhamdulillah fills the space between the heavens and the earth. Wassalatu nur and as-salah is light. Wassadaqatu burhan and charity is the proof of faith. Wassabru and endurance is light. Walquranu hujjatun laka aw alayk. Uh, the the translation here there is a problem with it the translation in the in the text that you see there the salah is light is nur and then he also mentioned in the translation there and endurance is light <coughs> and endurance is dhiya and we will explain this inshallah in the hadith and the Qur'an is a plea in your favor or against you. Every person departs, he either ransoms it or puts it into perdition. In the previous talks, we discussed the verses which the author, Rahimahullah, compiled concerning the merits and rewards of patience. Now he started, rahimahullah, giving some of the narrations in this respect. So he mentioned the hadith of Abi Malik al-Ash'ari radiallahu anhu, in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told that the, that the sabr, Patience is dhiya. Dhiya meaning it brings light 
to the person under situations of intense darkness and distress and hardship. So if he becomes patient, then the sabr will be dhiya, guiding him, <coughs> will be dhiya, guiding him to the truth. <coughs> and the dhiya means light, but light that has some heat in it. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Yunus, chapter 10, and this is very relevant in the description of the Prophet as we will explain shortly. Now let's take Surah Yunus 10, 5, قال الله تعالى about the sun, هو الذي جعل الشمس ضياء والقمر نورا. You see? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described al-shams as diyaa and the qamar, the moon, nooran. Uh, it is he who made the sun a shining thing. Diyaa, shining thing. And there is heat there in the diyaa. And the moon as a light. A moon as a light. And measured out its their stages, at their stages. So therefore, we see the difference now. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned as-sabr, patience, as one of the means that help the believer. Because it is a shining to the heart, a shining on the path. The more the person takes the path of sabr, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases him in guidance and sheds a shining in his heart and makes him see with guidance. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ described it here as diya. The diya is a shining, it has light, but there is some, there is heat with it. And such is a sabr, patience. It's inevitable to have quote-unquote heat and toil and hardships. And that's why the reward is unmeasurable. And the difference between the nur, the light in salah and the shining in the sabr is that the shining is accompanied with this heat due to the hardship on the heart and on the body as well.
While with respect to the Salah, the description in the Hadith came, As-Salatu Nur. Salah is Nur. Light. Light on the face. Light on the heart. Light in the grave. Light in the gathering. In the heart, it opens the doors of knowledge for the person. Knowing the rules of Allah, His legislations, understanding them, knowing His actions, His names, His attributes. It is light in the grave because the Salah is the pillar of Islam. If the pillar is established, then the whole structure is established otherwise not similarly the as-salah is nur light in the gathering of the day of resurrection as the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam described in another hadith reported by Ahmed in his musnad anna man hafaba alayha the one who protects his salah and preserves it. كانت له نورا it will be for him a nur, a light and a burhan and a proof ونجاة يوم القيامة and a deliverance on the day of resurrection. ومن لم يحافظ عليها and the one who doesn't protect it and preserve it لم تكن له نورا then it will not be a nur for him nor a burhan nor a proof nor a deliverance on the day of resurrection. وَحُشِرَ مَعَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَهَامَانَ وَقَارُونَ وَأُبَيِّ بْنِ خَلَفْ And that he will be gathered with Fir'aun, the Pharaoh, and Haman, and Qarun, and Ubay bin Khalaf, the head of the hypocrites. So, it is a light for the person in all of his affairs. And this necessitates that the person protects, the, protects himself by keeping on the Salah. The Prophet ﷺ in this hadith described the wudu as At-Tuhuru Shatru Al-Iman At-Tuhur, wudu is half of Iman. Of faith. Walhamdulillah. Why it is half? Why it is half? Because Al-Iman, faith, is this association from shirk and disobedience and that's why it is half of faith because faith is this association and affirmation because faith is this association and affirmation This tuhur, 
physical the tangible and the intangible to remove everything which is harmful and that's why the Prophet ﷺ made it to account for half the faith and subhanallah meaning declaring that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is high above all forms or high above every imperfection and from high above having any resemblance to his creatures Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from defects in his names in his attributes in his actions in his judgments you don't find in his name subhanahu wa ta'ala any name comprising a defect or imperfection and that's why he subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah al-a'raf chapter 7 verse 180 walillahi al-asma'ul husna and to Allah belongs the most beautiful names Similarly, you don't find any kind of defect or imperfection in his attributes. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah An-Nahl 16 verse 60, And to Allah belongs the Most High and best example he mentioned this after saying for those who believe not in the hereafter is an evil description and for Allah is the highest description you see that for those who believe not in the hereafter is an evil description then he mentioned about himself and for Allah is the highest description so you have the highest and perfect description from all aspects and all angles the perfection which is high, high above any defect in his actions as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentioned in surah 44 38 and we created not the heavens and the earth and all that is between them for mere play there is nothing in the creation of Allah done for mere play but rather it is built upon wisdom similarly in his rulings and judgments you don't find any defect or any imperfection as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in surah 18 95 8 Isn't Allah the best of judges? Surely He is. In Surah Al Ma'idah 5 50 
ومن أحسن من الله حكما لقوم يوقنون Do they then seek the judgment of days of ignorance? And who is better in judgment than Allah for the people who have firm faith? Firm faith. Certainly there is none. And the saying of Allah in this hadith, the saying of the Prophet in this hadith, Subhanallah walhamdulillah tamla'ani awqala tamla'u ma bayna samawati wal ard. And the saying, the utterance of Subhanallah, and Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah, fills the space between the heavens and the earth. Why? Because these words comprise the magnification of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His perfection above any kind of defect. And this is in His saying, Subhanallah. Now. So these two words comprise two matters. Disassociating or negating rather every kind of defect and affirming perfection. Why? Because subhanallah is negating imperfection. And alhamdulillah all praise is due to Allah, is affirming all perfection. Tasbih negates all kinds or magnifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by tasbih. Magnifying Allah through tasbih means you declare that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is glorified above everything. That, that does not fit his, himself, his names, his attributes, his actions, his judgment. As to the praise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praised for everything. And the Prophet alayhi salatu whenever he was touched by any thing that would please him, he used to say, Alhamdulillah alladhi bin'amatihi tatimmu al-salihat Alhamdulillah alladhi bin'amatihi tatimmu al-salihat All praise is due to Allah the one by whose fear, his whose, by, the one by by whose favor all righteous deeds are perfected and whenever he was touched by any harm he would say, Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. All praise is due to Allah. Ala kulli hal. For everything or for all under all conditions. There is, there is a saying. by some people they say alhamdulillah alladhi la yuhmadu ala makruhin siwa alhamdulillah alladhi la yukrahu aw la yuhmadu ala makruhin siwa 
all praise is due to Allah. Man is praised for what is disliked except him. Man is praised for what is disliked except him. This kind of praise is imperfect. It is defective. Because the saying man is praised for what is disliked this is an utterance or a statement which indicates lack of patience which indicates lack of patience or at least imperfect or imperfect state of patience and that you dislike this matter and the person should not state such a statement rather the person should say what the Prophet والسلام, used to say so he, the person should say Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal all praise is due to Allah under any situation under any condition under any circumstance this statement man is praised for what is disliked except him this is a clear indication of some kind of opposition for what may have touched the person and that he dislikes it no one is saying here that the person should not dislike what touches him from from a calamity because the person naturally dislikes this however don't utter by your tongue don't utter this in the station of praise to Allah don't mix it with it but rather say what the Prophet said and that is sufficient. Then the Prophet in this hadith said, As-Sadaqatu Burhan. <coughs> we spoke about the Salah that it is Nur and we spoke about the Sabr that it is Diyah. Then the Prophet said, As-Sadaqatu Burhan. As-Sadaqa meaning means to spend one's wealth as a means of nearness to Allah the Most High to your family to your uh, to the poor to the needy uh, to the general welfare of the Ummah like building masajid and so forth this is a proof for one's faith because wealth is something which man covets dear to his self and, and the self is miser on that so when the person spends it in the cause of Allah 
then this is an indication that he is giving what he loves for that which he loves more to attain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore that's why in this it will be an indication for the truthfulness of his faith <coughs> that's why you find that the people who have strong faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you see them giving in charity without hesitation then the Prophet والسلام, said وَالْقُرْآنُ حُجَّةٌ لَكَ أَوْ عَلَيْكَ وَالْقُرْآنُ حُجَّةٌ لَكَ أَوْ عَلَيْكَ And the Qur'an is a plea in your favor or against you. The Qur'an is Allah's strong rope and it is His proof and so it is either for you, a plea for you this is when you take it so as to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with it and you establish what, what's in the Quran from believing in its news compliance with its commands abstention from its prohibitions and magnifying it and respecting it under these situations it will be a plea for you if otherwise the opposite then this means disrespect and abandonment in word, in meaning, and in action. And so it will be a witness against you on the day of resurrection. And the Prophet ﷺ in this statement, he didn't mention anything in between, meaning it is either a plea for you, in your favor, or against you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it for all of us a plea in our favor and a guidance in this life and in the hereafter he is the most noble and most generous then the Prophet said كل الناس يغدو فبائع نفسه فمعتقها أو موبقها every person departs in the morning this is witnessed because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the night as a 
Пръст. And it is the lesser death. Al-Nawm is the lesser death. قال الله تعالى in Surah Al-An'am 6.60 وهو الذي يتوفاكم بالليل ويعلم ما جرحتم بالنهار ثم يبعثكم فيه It is he who takes your souls by night when you are asleep and has knowledge of all that you have done by day. Then he raises you, wakes you up again that a term appointed your life period be fulfilled. So this noun, this sleep at night is a lesser death during which one's nerves become calm and one's body relaxes and his activity is reserved for the next day and during it he the person rests from the work of the previous day. So in the morning people will go out each for his work. Some will go for good for that which is good. And they are the Muslims. Others will go for that which is evil. And they are the kafirs, we seek refuge in Allah from this. The Muslim, in the morning, he makes wudu, purifies himself. And tuhur is half of faith, as in this hadith. Then he goes to pray. So he begins his day by worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the wudu, Purification and Salah, which is the link between the slave and his Lord. So he begins his day by this righteous work. Rather, he begins it with Tawheed. Because it is permissible for the person, upon awakening from his sleep, to remember Allah Azza wa Jal and to recite ten verses from the the end of Surah Al-Imran Allah Ta'ala in these verses Thank you. 
تَذَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا سُبْحَانَكَ فَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ مَن تُدْخِلِ النَّارَ فَقَدْ أَخْزَيْتَهُ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنصَارٍ رَبَّنَا إِنَّنَا سَمِعْنَا مُنَادِيًا يُنَادِي إِيمَانِ أَنْ آمِنُوا بِرَبِّكُمْ فَآمَنَّا ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأجراق ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخبنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد فاستجاب لهم ربهم أني لا أضيع عمل عامل منكم من ذكر أو أنثى بعضكم من بعض فالذين هاجروا وأخرجوا من ديارهم وأوذوا في سبيلهم وَقَاتَلُوا وَقُتِلُوا لَأُكَفِّرَنَّ عَنْهُمْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ وَلَأُدْخِلَنَّهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ ثَوَابًا Oh, 
This is the Muslim who goes out in the morning as the Prophet and the hadith ransoms it free this is one kind one category the other is puts it into perdition al-kafir the disbeliever he goes to the work which is his destruction. Why? Because the kafir begins his day by disobedience to Allah. Even if he begins his day by eating or drinking, for verily his eating and drinking, he will be punished for it on the day of resurrection. Every bite the kafir takes to his mouth, will be punished for it on the day of resurrection. Every drink he takes from water will be punished for it. Every cloth or garment he puts on, he will be punished for it. The evidence for this is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, Verse 32. Not to anyone else. Say Muhammad Who has forbidden the adoration with clothes given by Allah which he has produced for his slaves of tayyibat, all kinds, all kinds of lawful things of food say they are in the life of this world for those who believe and exclusively for them khalisatan yawm al meaning they will have that, that exclusive for them. No burden will be upon them. So therefore, what is understood from this verse, that it is forbidden for other than the believers. And it's not going to be exclusive to them on the day of resurrection. Rather, they will be punished for it. And also in Surah Al-Ma'idah, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, قال الله تعالى, chapter 5, verse 93, ليس على الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات جناح فيما طعموا. And Surah Al-Ma'idah is from the last revealed surahs. 
those who believe and do righteous good deeds, there is no sin on them for what they ate in the past. So what is understood from here, therefore, that there is sin for other, upon other than the believers for what they ate in the past. Isn't it? Clear. So the kafir from the time he awakes, rendering himself for a perdition, for destruction, the believer ransoming it to save himself from the fire of hell. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those saved. And in the last part of the hadith, the Prophet mentioned that people will be two categories. The category to whom the Quran will be a plea in their favor, and there will be a category who will free themselves. And those, of course, the category of destruction by their own deeds. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who will be from the righteous doing slaves and who will receive the mercy and deliverance from Allah the Most High. And this brings the end of the discussion on this verse, on this hadith. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.